1: See you. Okay, you ready, Sabine? Sadiq, I'm ready. Okay, yeah. So, Sabine is on the podcast, she's one of my close friends. We just went to Hawaii in October, had a great time. Um, and I was thinking about talking to you about, well, okay, well, firstly, I was listening to the two Johnnies, they're a big famous Irish podcast who I absolutely love. And they were talking a bit on one of the episodes about pretty privilege. I can't even say that pretty privilege. And I've heard it on TikTok a lot. And it's basically saying, like, oh, if you're good looking, you get more things. Um, And, oh, people like you more and all of that stuff. And I get all of that. But what I want to talk about is the opposite side of that. So when people think you're pretty, I feel like you can be quite judged sometimes. Yes, not to be like, "Uh, uh," you know, oh, it's so hard to be pretty, (laughs) and I have
0: so (laughs) many issues, and people are just just can't handle my hotness, (laughs) it's so
1: hard. (laughs) (laughs) But I did think about you with that. Let's say, you know, we've talked about in the past having people maybe like judge you, and I think, and you've been like, why, why is this happening? And me in my head, I'm like, because you're a goddess, you know, and it's like no but I'm serious I do think sometimes when someone is good looking nice funny and sociable it's easier for people to feel a bit of jealousy or resentment because they're seeing characters they don't have and I and I and I think it's quite unfair and I'm like I get the pretty privileged thing but I and before anybody comes and attacks me for this I just thought it'd be interesting to talk to you a bit about how because I've even had a friend in school and girls are really mean to her and I was like it's just because she's hot (laughs) (laughs) That's all it was. It was because she's hot.
0: Dude, I mean, mean, outside of comedy, I've had some falling outs with a couple of my friends that wouldn't want to say that it was um, this jealousy or intimidation or anything about me looking nice. Uh, But one of my friends actually, okay, I set her up with her now husband. um, And she stopped being my friends after, she stopped being my friend after that because she thought, Now, I I know now that she thought that I was going to take him away from her or something because I'm Mm. attractive. And I was like, bitch, you're pretty too. Like, this is so dumb. Please don't do this game with me. And um, so she cut me out of her life. They got married. I wasn't invited. This is my childhood friend. And I was so hurt and I I was so upset and I didn't know at the time that that's what it was. And then later on, she just, after her life was like set and they were married and like comfortable and happy, she was like, I want to be your friend again. And I was like, no, no, Mm. no, 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 no this is not how this works you, if you are uncomfortable with me and insecure about yourself and I, I don't trust you anymore so I think female friendships are have have um there's certain people like it just hasn't worked out well sometimes
1: yeah and I think a lot of that is um that we've always been told you know so let's say I'll give you an example. Some guy doesn't choose you when he chooses a hotter girl. And then um, your girlfriends will be like, but you know what? I bet she's a bitch. Or I bet she is like, uh, th- you know, they say something so that you feel better about the fact that they're good looking. Or if you see someone really good looking and doing well um, and... Yeah people would be like oh well I bet you they have a terrible life at home and I bet you they have a shit relationship and it's like an awful thing that people do where it's like no they could just have it all And like yeah things aren't working out for you yourself right now but trying to make someone like think that someone else doesn't have you know like oh well they're really pretty but I bet you um you know they they I'm trying to think of a good example oh I bet you they don't like have a good job or like just trying to make themselves feel better that someone has
0: yeah like like putting them down in some small way to make it okay that they're um this hot attractive person and and getting things like because that makes them feel better if they see I mean and I I believe that everyone has their own struggle so I definitely always keep that in mind but it's like dude just appreciate that there's someone just I don't know it's like it's like a lack of love I I think that it's I don't know lately I've just really been into into feeling like okay if someone's successful and they're a friend of mine like I just want to give them love and I want to wish for them to have more um and there's people that are hotter than me prettier than me more successful than me like if I'm gonna uh, compare myself to everyone I'll freaking lose my mind
1: like yeah and you're right and it's even with not just pretty it's like success so if you see someone doing successful they're like well Because instead of being like, okay, well, I should just, I can just work or like, oh, you look right place, right time for them. You know, that it'll happen for me eventually. Or if it doesn't, that's just kind of life. They're like, well, you know what? Um, yeah, I guess they got this, but they have IBS. So (laughs) you're like,
0: okay. But it's just arm crowds when I do like my IBS stuff Mm. and they're like, oh good. She has a, she shits a lot. Like, (laughs) I love her. I (laughs) love that chick. (laughs) She cannot stop (laughs) shitting Um, and my IBS is kind of gone now. So it's like the joke doesn't even work. Like <laughs> only when I like drink too much coffee, like which I'm doing now, like I, I do this to myself.
1: But sometimes I'm like drinking coffee and I know it's going to give me my IBS and I know I'm going to be sick and I have to be like, why am I doing this to myself? This is like another like little self-torture. But yeah, I, don't know. I have to
0: think about that too. Honestly, I do it and I'm like, am I just, am I doing this because it's familiar to me? And there's like a comfort in the familiarity of I've, I am the person that has IBS and this is what happens to me. But it's like mm. if I don't drink these things, if if I make myself better, that's kind of unfamiliar territory sometimes.
1: So true. And if you're better and everything, here's the other thing. If you're better and everything's going well, um, sometimes that can be hard. Like I find sometimes I'm like, am I like running myself into the ground? Because I get colds all the time and I make myself sick. And I'm like, oh, when I get a cold, I give myself permission to rest. Or when I have IBS, I give myself permission to rest. And it's like, do I subconsciously make myself sick just so I can fucking take a day off, which is ridiculous. Oh,
0: that could be a subconscious thing too. Honestly, yeah. there's, I've got, I mean, it's all like your your gut brain stuff. So it's all, it, it is very psychological, like IBS and like dealing with it. And I think yeah. you're really good about it though. I feel like you, you just stick to the right non, I got better about cheeses after we went to Hawaii and, and you were like, you were strict on like, I'm not doing dairy cheeses. Yeah. And I was like, why am I not doing that? So I'm yeah. like learning the ways, but
1: I just kind of coffee though. Coffee's like, it feels so adult and it's so like strong. I used to smoke cigarettes. So coffee feels like a cigarette for me.
0: Yeah. You gotta have a vice. It's okay.
1: It's yeah. And- I think we're
0: good enough where it's like, we can have a couple of things like,
1: yeah and also so like with the pretty thing there was uh, there's so much more with the pretty privilege that I can't even like understand. I know I was like wait
0: we went off track and like went straight into IBS land no but- I
1: also <laughs> think that also shows I just I just really want to because I kind of wanted to highlight that how we shouldn't really compare ourselves to people because also yeah. like so they were saying you know there's this thing and there's all it's very true there's like this face on Instagram and then they were talking about European beauty standards and all of that stuff and I get yeah I totally get that because like Oh, my God. I didn't know TikTok was putting a beauty filter on. And I was like, I'm looking well today. And then I caught myself in the mirror and I was like, that's not me. That's <laughs> that's
0: the is doing that. Like when you record, it just puts that automatically automatically.
1: It's a, a like, gets rid of your uh, pores and all. So that's like quite shocking. And yeah, so they shouldn't do that. And I understand all of this. But what was I going to say? What was my point? Oh, with prettiness, I think. Everybody is pretty. Like there's no like there's no like there's the ability to be pretty. Um you know, uh you can especially like especially for you know like if it's just like your outfit or your um you know, I color in my eyebrows and I feel like that helps a lot or like whatever, but when it comes down to it it's confidence. And so like
0: I just going to say that's yeah. all it is.
1: It's all it is cuz like people would say to me like you know, you know, guys later would be like, "Oh, I had a crush on you back in such and such," and oh, you like, you know. And I'm like, I would have never thought at the time, you know. Yeah. I don't look at me and think, "Oh, that's the face." That's not the Instagram face they're promoting because I have a gap in my teeth. No one's really promoting that. And um, I don't wear makeup. What aren't they? Yeah, I know, right? I don't wear mascara. You know, long lashes is the thing that's being promoted, but you know, it's. Yeah some people will tell me I'm pretty now of course others don't think that they're just not going to say that to me and that's fine but my point is it's easy anybody who looks anyway is going to be pretty to somebody you know that's and if you're you confident look. and I'm pretty self-confident I'm just like this is how I look and that's it
0: I'm so <laughs> pretty, you don't need anything and you're you you're beautiful but like I agree th- where Instagram does have that filter of teeny tiny nose huge cheekbones I mean yeah. Big ass brows and like full lips, and it's like it's everyone's supposed to be that. And then you see all these people getting surgeries to look exactly like that. And it's like, no, no, like no. stop it. I, I hate these filters. I hate all of this stuff. It's obnoxious. And like, I wasn't confident in college. I I, I never went on dates. I I've, um, my IBS was so bad that I didn't even feel like a normal person. I was like, oh, I'm just trash. I'm like, my body's broken. I feel broken. I didn't feel worthy of dating, like zero self-esteem. Oh my God, my whole life I had zero self-esteem. So now I'm like 31 in my thirties. I'm like finally confident and feeling myself. And I've attracted so many um, dates, men,
1: like yeah.
0: <laughs> all of that stuff. Like now I'm actually like dating. And it I, I wasn't attracting that.
1: And I think I think you're so right because so I have people that I would say, are not stereotypically beautiful but they just have this confidence and they attract and it's women and men there's one guy specifically i know it's easier maybe for guys because i think women don't aren't um what's that word aren't uh conditioned to look as looks as much because you're more like okay i i need the i need the personality to get me through a lot of this stuff but I, there's yeah. one guy and he's he's he is a hundred percent not good looking not attractive well okay I'll say not good looking but his confidence I mean we were friends and he was getting girls that I'm like whoa way out of his league but he's also he's funny he's chill he's good like he's he's confident and the main thing is confidence because actually sometimes when you get to know him you're like you're not even that nice of a person you know Um, like uh and you know and he was getting women left right and center but it is down to it confidence and then same for what you said so you are you look at you, you're a beautiful woman. But I do think if you're saying that you were shy and unable to talk to people and kind of awkward um, and not comfortable in my body. Not yeah, people sense that and they're not going to you're not yeah. going to get this so so called because I think pretty privilege. If you're like if I okay, if I walk into a store and I get I order a coffee and they give me like a little, a little bone. And then someone says, oh, that's because the person thought you're pretty. I'm like, well, there's also more to it. I probably was like, hi, how are you? Have a great yeah, day. You Thank you so much. Yeah. And I think, um, and I, yeah, cause I look at people and I'd be like, oh my God, to my friend, I'd be like, that girl's gorgeous like you should talk to her and then that person be like oh I'm not attracted to her so it's like this notion of the thing on the Instagram is very different it's but in real life is different it's not someone who yeah. walks up with that fake features or whatever isn't gonna be it's not like in real life it's all about energy I feel and vibe and totally oh, yeah
0: I completely agree. Yeah. You feel that energy right away. Like you're, it's magnetic. Like if you're confident, you're feeling yourself, you're good to people. you're, You're attracting it. You want that engagement and people want to talk to you because you have something there. Like it's, and then you become beautiful just because of what, what's inside. Like,
1: yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. What you look like, what weight you are what height you are i really think um that's what comes true Is that kind of the co- confidence is everything it's even with us like selling a joke and what you said about um uh the big eyes and small nose i read online that we are conditioned uh to fall in love and protect big eyes and small noses because all babies are born with large eyes and small noses because- ah, i remember hearing that from somewhere isn't that wild so that whole like big eye and small nose <laughs> that's where that comes from my nose gets bigger by the fucking year
0: <laughs> every year noses get bigger are you kidding me this is the first time in my life my nose finally fits my face but like i it it, it was big my whole life like it's yeah i've got just a, a nose
1: <laughs> you remember you see i wouldn't think that about you so that's the that other You're looking at people going, oh, my God, you're like, they're beautiful. Fuck them. And it's like, for sure, they look in the mirror and they're probably seeing something totally different. They're not seeing. A lot of time we don't we don't see we have a different there's this uh, famous. A sci sciency article thing. I read all this weird shit sometimes, and I don't remember where it comes from. But it says if you were ever to meet a clone of yourself, you wouldn't recognize yourself because your image of yourself is very different to what other people see. So you you if if you walked up to you on the street, you wouldn't go there, Sabine. You'd be like, oh, you might say, "Oh, they look similar," but you wouldn't because your image is so different to what other people see. Isn't that wild?
0: That's really weird. Cause I'm sitting here like, no, I would know, mm. but I'm like, maybe I wouldn't. I. I guess so. Like I don't know what I, I see. I feel like I see my high school self. I don't see I don't even know what I see.
1: Well, Brendan Saglow put up a video of me for his like he's doing this like uh losing weight funny blog thing and he asked me to do this like and I did it and then when I saw the video I was like that's not me who's that person <laughs> I just that's not how I saw myself doing it in my head yeah. that's not what I look like so um oh yeah. and the other thing as well with the being seen as an attractive woman And, you know, people think, oh, you've got everything. That's good. But I actually think, you know, um, let's say for like you, what happened to you with your friend? Now, all all of a sudden she thinks the husband's going to run off with you, like, but she's so wild. But people, uh, yeah. And then if people are jealous or insecure, they kind of find it uncomfortable to be around you. I read this or I didn't read this. I watched in this show and she said it's really hard to be a funny, attractive and successful woman you're hated by men and women, if you are. And yeah, I, I agree. I like,
0: Where did you read this? What, what was this?
1: Oh, this was from The Magicians, which is a show, a, a, not a real show, <laughs> just like a fake, but I, she's like this boss bitch in it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that really did relate because it is kind of hard for people just to be like, yeah, you're successful, you're attractive, you're funny. Like mm-hmm. people just want something to be wrong. They're like, well, yeah. maybe she has cancer. You know, it's that's like,
0: not, that's what I mean. It just freaking makes me so angry because it's like, okay. Like if a dude was like a hot, successful and like, you know, everything it's like respected and like, you know, it's like amazing, like good for him. We love this guy. He's so hot and funny and successful. We want him like thrive, dude. But if it's my, if my situation is like that, everyone, yeah, they want to find something wrong
1: yeah and I think like for female comedians for the listeners I think this is an interesting thing to also have like to tell you guys about because so a lot of female comedians would have dressed ugly or dressed down so people could laugh at them and now you know female comedians are like no fuck it I'll dress how I want I want to if I'm pretty I want to be pretty or I want to feel pretty so then you go into a show and you gotta you gotta work harder than any guy because if the if, if people are there on a date, which I think is what you experienced at the last show you were on, where oh, the yeah. guy isn't going to laugh if the girl's not laughing, the girl doesn't want to laugh because she's like, why is my guy laughing at that hot? F- oh, that girl's hot and funny. So I think um, I yeah. see that a bit with like hot female comics where they have to struggle a bit with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is so funny because I feel like every time we talk about this, I'm like, no, I think I'm, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm not this like hot or whatever. Like, I feel like I'm being so egotistical, but I'm not we everyone knows that okay yes
1: everybody knows that i'm saying you're hot i say it about you all the time it's the same way you say i'm pretty and i'm like nah <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dude okay all right well yeah that's
1: but i think you know because i can look at you and say that you're like you like it's unquestionable Sabine you can keep saying you're not hot but it's unquestionable but you're also very nice and kind and generous and sweet and modest and I think in our friendship I've noticed a little bit where I'm like when you were saying that audience was laughing and you were saying it's all couples and I'm like yeah they don't want to laugh at the hot chick on stage like you had to fight a little harder which no guy had to do
0: no, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I, as soon as a guy gets on stage, they were disarmed right away, and I was like, "Oh, I free." I was so mad, I was livid. I was like, "Screw you guys!" Like, come on! Like the, the, the they were all new couples, and I was like, "Great!" So now it's just even more pressure to to not laugh at at, at the pretty girl on stage, like that, you know, um, mm-hmm. to keep their new couple situation together. So yeah, it's 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 frustrating as hell. It truly is. It makes us have to work harder, probably become better comics, just because we have to figure out ways to go beyond that. And what you were saying about dressing down on stage, I mean, my first like uh, three, three three-ish years of comedy, I was, I made sure to go on stage looking like a mess. I Mm -hmm. made sure of it. I was like, I'm not going to wear any makeup. I will be beyond casual, like, because that's the only way I felt that I could get the crowd to trust me. And it was easier to do that, you know? And as a new comedian, you're like, it's already hard and you want to make sure that you're not. Your looks aren't doing anything to the to the energy in the room, but yeah, you're right. Like now, I feel like a lot of female comics are like, "No, I want to look good on stage."
1: Yeah, no, and it's I love that it's going that way as well, and I think. I want to look
0: good on stage. I love looking good on stage. Now I'm like, yeah, I I want to look great.
1: I want to. People said like the same to me. They were like, "Wow, Katie kind of glowed up in America." And it was like, yeah, I just drew on some eyebrows and like, <laughs> you know, like, cha- like bought proper jeans. But um, but it's yeah. also like, yeah, I want to look as uh, like, and if that, and that's okay, if that's what makes me feel confident. Um, because Leland's always laughing at me with the eyebrows. He like, he's like, they look the exact same. I don't know why you do uh-huh, that. They
0: make a huge difference. Brows are like a whole thing.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, also, it gives me confidence. So, yeah, it makes you feel like,
0: why not, dude? Yeah. Putting blush and bronzer on, um that gives me confidence you know like I need a little bit of color
1: yeah so also then let's say if you have um like let's say yourself so uh if you're if you join a new friend group or if you have a friend who has a boyfriend and the boyfriend's talking to you the problem with I think people is they think oh my god you know this is a pretty funny nice they're gonna I'm gonna be upgraded and it's like or they might get jealous of friends like you know being like oh but she spends more time she's gonna you know if you come into a friend group let's say if I had a close friend and they were like insecure they'll be like oh no then she's gonna leave me and spend more time with that girl because she's like and it's all it's all just like it's not the person you're angry with it's your insecurities and like that's where people need to start doing the work because no one's gonna upgrade you and like no one exactly
0: trust that you're enough trust that like what you have going on is something like no one is going to, if, I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel jealousy. I don't feel any kind of weirdness. If some woman is like stunning and like nearby me, I just don't. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm Sabine. Like I'm whoever the fuck I am. Like, I don't care. Mm. Like, it's just me. Like whatever is meant for me will come for me. And I have a very specific unique life and that's just my life. And it's just owning that and realizing that no one can, replicate what you have to offer. Like it takes a lot of work to get to that place of understanding that. But, um, I've done that work in therapy. Like I used to be really insecure and I was not the pretty girl growing up and I get it. Like I get these dynamics and like, yeah, I don't have time for people. Um, I just don't have time for insecure people. Like that's where I draw the line because that gets toxic for me now. And, um, when I see that negative, female energy and when I feel even a hint of it I'm like I run away I'm like nope 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 because I want to love you and I want to push you and I want to be there supporting you and if you can't give me that then you can just get the I don't know if I'm allowed to drop the f-bombs in this oh
1: yeah we we talked about masturbation and everything
0: dude that's I get frustrated now I'm like you can just fuck off because Mm -hmm. I want to support my friends and love my friends I don't give a shit like yeah I've got super hot friends I love them they go (laughs) prosper let's fucking take over But if people can't handle giving me that love and respect, they can really fuck right off. Like, I don't care. I don't need you.
1: Yeah, I also think it is sometimes that you have a person, let's say, and they don't see themselves as attractive. And maybe they also don't put in that little little extra work where they could do things that make themselves feel attractive and whatever yeah. that is, it's just like, well, A, it's usually just like self-work, like you said, going to therapy and learning. Because again, they could, they, the image that they're seeing, it's probably like, it could be body dysmorphia, it could be like face right. dysmorphia. But um, then yeah. but then they're like, but I'm the funny one and I have that and that's good. And they feel very confident in that. And then they meet someone who's attractive and funny and they're like, no, but that's my thing. You're not allowed to be both. And it, again, right. it's just like, no, you're just that's ridiculous that's like people that you know you can, yeah um so that was a that was a that just a side of it I thought might be interesting to put up in this whole conversation of pretty privilege and I think another thing was I looked up so I looked up like what are the um and it was like a big thing was like self-confidence is the main thing so they were saying like oh pretty attractive people get more higher or get better things in work uh but it said it's more down to self-confidence and it's because they haven't had they have more self-confidence so I think in general yeah a lot of it's self-confidence and then it said I looked up like what are things that attractive people struggle with it and it was there's a fine line between acknowledging your beauty and being well actually I don't know what that means never mind let me skip that part Uh, oh wait a fine line between acknowledging your beauty and being conceited what does that mean
0: Sure. Yeah. Like being conceited and being like, "Oh my God, I am I am beyond gorgeous." Like I'm. Oh so
1: yes, 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 yes. Whereas and, me and you, each time we say like, "I'm like," well, certain people say I'm attractive, but also I look like a horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, trust me, I've got my angle. But I mean, something can work out nice. But it's uh, I'm like anyone else. Uh- yeah. I, I struggle. I struggle with a compliment. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's just like a different, like, I, I'm so, I'm so hot. Like, I, who are you? Yeah. And, and what's funny is like, sometimes I feel like people, yeah, they want me to be, they want me to be a huge bitch. They want me mm-hmm. to be a bitchy, pretty person. They enjoy <laughs> that.
1: And I, I'm like, <laughs> that's so funny because another one here is, um it's hard to convince people that you're nice and I think that's really true especially when it comes to women when I first started comedy in New York City I'm like one thing my dad was very strict on was you gotta be nice you gotta be polite you gotta look after people and a big thing and, yeah. like, and I think a lot of Irish listeners will also agree with this the big thing in the culture is uh politeness is very important and um, when you go into someone's place you better like wash your dishes you gotta like leave it the way you came um all of that stuff is kind of really inbred into 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 Irish people, so it, we're very sociable, very charming people in in general and yeah. uh, so I just said hi to everybody i I got to know their names, I talked to them, and the more months that went by, the amount of people who came to me going honestly I thought that was all like uh I didn't trust it you were too nice now I've known you for months years let's say and they will still always go I didn't trust it I thought no one's like no one's that nice straight away like what's her angle bitch I have no angle I just like it. I like to get talking to people I like being nice it makes me feel good <laughs> what do you hear why? why? you think I was trying to rob your like fucking rum and coke at the creek in the cave I don't understand it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs>
0: I know it's the same thing with me. People are just like, why is she so nice? Like, what the fuck does she want? That's a hundred percent. I would get that too. People are like, oh, she's just nice. Like, okay. Like, yeah, I, I did. i had gotten that. I remember in college, there was one girl, I was in an internship with her, Maria. And she, um she like, it made me really uncomfortable. We had like this whole internship meeting. There were a bunch of other interns sitting there. And we were, it was this marketing thing. And one day she was like, why are you, she just like called me out in front of everyone. And she's like, why are you so nice and like
1: like, what why would you why would that be an issue
0: it was an issue she the way she said it felt I felt so attacked I'd never been asked that (laughs) and then I just didn't know what to say and all the other guys the guys and people were looking at me and I was like why am I being attacked for like good behavior and so I'm just like, like well Maria um my my dad's really nice maybe that's why I like didn't know how to respond to that.
1: That's insane that you have to explain yourself and be the way her tone says it makes people cause people automatically hear like that tone. They're like, Oh, so maybe this isn't something. Maybe Sabine shouldn't be nice. Cause her tone is like, why are you nice? Like, fuck off.
0: Oh God. She just, I was like, this is not, I don't vibe well with people. Uh, I, I, I don't do well with women that are mean.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and it and then and the other thing as well here's the other thing you could have a gorgeous gorgeous woman and like I will say the women in my life and especially recently have been like so supportive and it's I feel like I really had made like strong female friendships over here so I do love women but I on the opposite side you could have a really good looking woman who is threatened by you and especially if it's in a male group because there is situations where there's a woman who gets all of the attention off the lads, and then you're like, "Hello," and then you're also nice, and she's a bit of a bitch, and she's been getting. The- and then so, like, she felt yeah. in that situation, you probably felt threatened. So here's another thing where it's like she's not. It's not that she's. She's a- probably technically a good-looking person who feels. Oh, I want to be the only technically good-looking person. God, us peep humans are really annoying. <laughs> so,
0: we're Katie. We're so, annoy- we're so annoying. We're obnoxious. No, is so- it our society that makes us pit women against each I know that, but when it comes to being attractive, it's just like mm-hmm. there's just so much pressure to like yeah, I I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, well, you I mean- you would have to be like uh Oh, because even like not even not even just what attract. So I think like some attractive women who are modest when people are like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. They'll be like, I have IBS like you. I shit myself or like, like, you know, or they're like, well, I had a terrible day.
0: Yeah. I'm like, but I have things that are wrong with me. Like, it's okay. Like,
1: yeah. And I I think that happens, too, like I'm very positive and I got a lot. I feel like you know, I've gotten a lot in comedy quickly in New York because I worked so hard. I came here, I worked hard, I met the people, I put in the time and effort. But instead of saying that, sometimes you'll have these older guys who are like, oh my God, you, you're you doing so well and things are working out. And I, I will automatically go, well, I had a shit childhood. So, <laughs> and it's like, no, I can just, if I had a good childhood, that wouldn't matter. Yeah. It's like, I worked hard. I put in the time. And I think we're always trying to be like, no, don't don't be jealous of me. My, my, you I have no roof.
0: Saying, exactly. What you should be saying is like, yeah, I, uh, I work my ass off. Have a good day.
1: Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah like, I was just lucky. I was in the right place that you haven't been. And it's like, it's just, it's also just like, it's also because people, there's certain people who work their ass off and they just haven't gotten the same opportunities. And it's like, I uh, yeah, it's just a weird thing that you just know that they're comparing and you're like, okay. Um, another one, let's see, was, Oh, so this is another thing about being hard being an attractive person. It's worrisome when your appearance changes as you get older. So I think that's more for people who just base their whole personality on their appearance. So yeah, yeah if you're really hot, you know, also work on your personality because we're all gonna get old. I woke up with a few extra wrinkles today. So
0: I did too. I was like, I'm like lack of sleep, no water, aging. Like it's
1: uh, comedy ages you. It does it's too much, and then um.
0: Yeah, the stress of it really gets to you.
1: And then another one is you may give off the false impression of always being happy. And I think that's just like, sort of like if someone looks beautiful, we kind of maybe identify that with like happy and things going well. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: everything, everything's worked out with that for them their whole life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that prejudgment pisses me off a lot. I had um, a comedian that did do that to me and like in front of other people. New, first of all new comedian on in a scene that I was in and um, and, and, and um, yeah not in New York I, I don't want to say who would it is, but um, mm. it was like every you know she she would make sure that if we were in a group of comedians she would be like oh isn't Sabine so pretty and like make that such a big deal and I was like oh no 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 this is not what we do here like these are my friends this is my they know me as Sabine who's you know my personality like we don't that's not something I open conversation with about like I don't talk about that um that's not something that I don't like anyone just making that just deciding that that's the identity of me they want to be portrayed in this group she would do that a lot and um it was very toxic and uh she had in her mind created a whole story of Sabine's never had to struggle her whole life she's never had to work for anything things have just been given to her and I I had to sit down with her and tell her like, okay, if that's what you feel like, I don't owe her an explanation, but I wanted to, I was so angry about it. And I was like, I need to let you know, this is not okay. I'm a person. Like I've been yeah. through life and this is all the life that I've been through. So before you judge me and think that because I happen to look pretty, uh, I just, things have just been wonderful since day one. Like that's not okay. And mm-hmm. I, and it's not the same. Yeah. It's so, oh, I, I had to sit down with her and actually explain to her my stuff, and just to give her because it's like it's just they, they make you this one dimensional character, and you're like, no, 100%. excuse me, like I'm complex, just like you are.
1: And even if you had a, had a perfect life and everything was great, and you know you have the perfect family, yeah. and you've gone through college, and things are perfect, like that's also fine, and it's that's just also like fine, absolutely. Yeah.
0: It was and just me being like this is my history. This yes. is my history. I know
1: this you would you would feel very defensive about it cuz also that hasn't been your past. Yeah, uh, exactly. I so like, you're like are so in- you yeah. shit bitch?
0: Exactly. I was like this is so inauthentic. It, it's making me crazy. Are you kidding me? Like what I've had to go through like I I wish you would even under- try to figure that out first before you just judge me based on my face. Yeah.
1: I yeah. I, I find it's really frustrating that we have to I remember when I left my mother my dad saying something like um I can't remember what the sentence was but it was something like you don't like owe an explanation to anybody and honestly sometimes when you keep quiet about something the truth eventually comes out anyway and I kind of thought you know what yeah I don't owe anybody an explanation and I just kept it to myself so people ran with whatever story or interpretation of her stuff was but then like the longer and going further I had maybe like the odd person reach out and be like actually I'm so sorry that you know and it's like yeah you know but I also was less like I don't know anybody next but nobody nobody cared to ask when the shit was going on you're not getting my fucking explanation now and that was kind of what I thought at 18 but I think that it is about people right people and all the listeners please listen to this because my therapist said it to me as well I'm guilty of it as well but we write narratives for people we think we know what's going on in their head and I promise you we never have a clue and this happens in so many situations I've had friends take advantage of me because I've been like well do you know what they've had a bad relationship with their parent you know and I-, I should like and it's like well I've had a bad relationship with my parent and I don't treat people like shit yeah, or or exactly just- Yeah. Or even with my boyfriend, let's say like he went to a friend, ask a friend about me. And I was like, come to me because I promise you that person's not in my head. And he was like, you're totally right. He was like, it it made me think something about you that's not real because how would they know? And I was like, yeah, you got to go to the source, but people write narratives.
0: They do. And you're right. Like I've been guilty of it too. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah people will create a story they'll create an entire story and get to the point where they hate you and you're like what did I do like
1: because they're going to bed having arguments with you just instead of just going because the hardest thing to admit is oh I'm in the wrong or this is my insecurity oh or oh I feel I feel jealous I wish I was that pretty or I wish I was that funny or I wish I was um and it's really hard to admit that um it's easier to be like that person's like can't yeah (laughs) and it's like once you admit that you can start to kind of love those parts of yourself you know I think anyway
0: dude 100% I mean like I uh I know know your thing with your mom has been so traumatic and I um with my brother and I mean he had bipolar growing up all throughout high school Uh, that's when it started he's a couple years older and he it basically flipped his personality he just became a different person and he just wouldn't sleep and he was very manic And took out all his aggression on me. So that's when my self-esteem went straight down. And, like, I turned into, like, it it was so much trauma that I went through. And, like, there was a point. I don't know how I was trying to connect that to what we're talking about. What were we just talking about?
1: Well, just how people write stories. I was going to – I was nervous to ask you because also I was like, okay, if you want to – that is, like, something, you know – I love talking about it. I love talking about
0: myself because it's been such a big part of my life just by – having to be a caretaker for him, like, and my family, like, it's just, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I think that's where my self-esteem issues came from. But like, it humbles you, man. It humbles you and makes you so thankful for what you have and what you are. And that like, I don't have to take all these pills. I don't have to be sick all the time. But like, I felt so much, this is what I wanted to say. I felt so much guilt growing up that, um, that he was the sick one Mm -hmm. and I was okay. Like, for so many years, I hated myself because I was like, oh, this is just not even fair. Like he's struggling and I'm out here allowed to just live my life. It's not fair. It's not right. And I had so much internal guilt. And like, it wasn't until like my mid to late 20s where I was like, finally like, okay, no, 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 no. We're going to focus on Sabine now. We're going to date. We're going to live. We're going to be alive now. We are going to be alive, a person.
1: Good. And so that makes total sense why you would get defensive when someone tries and you're like no i've been through my shit okay this is my time to be happy like how i look like who i am um and live my best
0: for me for me personally it comes from that of not being able to enjoy myself most of my life i had a beautiful childhood but that middle part of middle school high school Uh, brother just being extremely verbally abusive me locking my door not knowing how he was like being scared like I you know like I don't know what his mania is going to make him do and he's not the villain in this story because of course he's struggling too so there's just so many layers of guilt and sadness and like I must protect his story and him and I must love him but he hates me and there's just like I was sucked into his life my whole life and now I finally get to live mine and like I want to enjoy what I look like. I want to enjoy looking good. I want to enjoy men giving me attention. Like that stuff I didn't even let myself do because I was like, no, my job is to make sure that, you know, my brother is okay. My parents are okay. Everyone in my house is all right. I made that my life. I was like, I'm the caretaker. I have to make sure everyone's all right.
1: Which is awful as a child and a teen, you shouldn't have to do that. And when he got sick, it's also it's about like you grieving your original brother because the yeah, part of gone. him has died. Yeah. He
0: was gone. I was like, what happened? I had a lot of uh, suicidal ideation. So like I would imagine myself, um, I, I was smart enough because I was underparented. My parents were like, it was so focused on him. My sister was raised in Pakistan. So she was like doing her own thing. Uh, so I was kind of on my own. Mentally, I was on my own. Therapy was not a thing we talked about in my household. We didn't know they didn't know about it, whatever. So I was on my own. I had a lot of suicidal because he was just being so verbally abusive so much. In the middle of the night, he'd start screaming. His meds weren't working properly. And it was just like, you know, we had the cops over every couple of days because, you know, when someone's screaming that much and they're you, you think they're gonna pop a blood vessel or something. And he would get so intense, we'd have to call the police and they'd come and they'd somehow authority would calm him down. So he'd see them, and he'd be like oh, okay. I'm like, he would snap out of it in a weird way, but he was, still, wasn't okay. and Not balanced. And so he'd be like, oh, I'm good. And, um, so a lot of my, um, a lot of my jokes come from that because that, that was so traumatic and it's healing for me to find the funny in it, you know, as it that happens, but, um, no, it was just, it was really, really, yeah, I would, I would, um, I would imagine myself in my grave. I was like, that would be so much better than what this is. That's how I felt. I was like, if I was just in a freaking casket, would anyone, what would everyone say and do? Like, it was weird. It was weird how I did it. I would, I would be like, I would imagine my parents around it and I'd imagine them being sad and I'd imagine everyone being sad. And then I was like, well, you know what? They all deserve this because I'm going through something. This sucks for me and they deserve that I die. Like, it was weird what I was doing. I was having really bad suicidal ideations and I would never act on it, but I had that stuff. And I was like, and then I, I was after doing, after feeling that way for a while, I was like, I need, a, I need therapy because I won't survive this. Like I, um, I knew it. I was like, yeah, either this is going to actually turn into something really dangerous or I go see a therapist. And because when you're, when you know your parents aren't going to do anything, cause they're trying to find their ways to cope. You're like, I have to figure this shit out. Yeah.
1: I think, um, when you were saying it was like, uh, like weird or whatever i actually think that's quite normal f- to deal with that situation because i think as a as a child you're probably like no one's listening and and I I felt the same when I was like oh if I killed myself oh they'll finally know because it's not it's so hard for you to like who would you even tell about what was going on at home who are you gonna ask for help for who is gonna step up um and no one knows how to deal with those situations and as a kid a lot of the time you you'd probably try to take on too much so it makes perfect sense that you were like oh well if I were dead they'd finally listen even though or they finally see what's going on because even as a teen, it's really hard to communicate. And then there's all that guilt. Like you don't want to be in your situation. Maybe you didn't want to be the one who's like, this is a like adding extra stress to your parents.
0: Uh That was a big thing. I was like, you know, if I'm struggling, I have to be strong for my parents. You know, they have one kid in Pakistan. They don't get to see who's like doing her own thing. They got the brother who's like, obviously not. Okay. I have to be perfect. I have to Mm. be this like, you know, successful, uh, perfect person, and I can't show weakness, and I cannot show sadness, and I cannot show that I'm hurting because they're hurting. So I was, the amount of responsibility I took on in high school and college was insane. Yeah, I don't. Do how that did anymore. you step?
1: How did you step away from it? How did you put in clear boundaries?
0: I moved. I
1: moved. <laughs> that was uh, so. Did I?
0: <laughs> I mean, that was the. That was actually the only way. Because when you're so sucked in, like even if I moved to the city, 30 minutes away, I Mm -hmm. know I would have gotten sucked back in. So I got my therapy and I was like, I'm going to go to California. I moved to San Francisco. Those two years changed my entire life. I was like, oh, I'm a person that like for weeks, I just kept realizing that I was allowed to be a person now. And I was allowed Mm -hmm. to do human things. I was allowed to have friendships and feel happiness. Because he didn't allow that for me, like anytime I felt good, I was walking on eggshells because I didn't know if he was going to tell me to go die or like whatever garbage he would spew at me i mean i'm 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 happy that he has he takes his meds now and things are better, and he's better. I keep my distance now, like now I live in a different city I'm in New York, you know like, I'm careful when I see him, he's a funny guy. My brother is so funny and so cool when he's not manic yeah. but the 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 sad the sad part is you don't know when it's gonna happen you don't know when he's gonna get triggered he's you know we have sibling rivalry on top of that mental illness so if he sees me successful (laughs) that's gonna that's gonna get him into an episode so I have to go home sometimes just being like oh yeah life is just you know like I can't celebrate in front of him
1: yeah that's horrible and as well um. I think what people don't realize when they're like oh well they've taken their meds or um you know they're they're working they're trying to you know be the best version of themselves and that's great and do that but for anyone who's experienced the before it's very hard to not go and feel like oh something might happen again or um to remember remember that and so like putting space for you like it's like for me I will never speak to my mother again and she'll never take medication so it's different but um I also just will never speak to her again because that going back to her would mean having to risk my mental health myself and like so for you every time you meet up you're you're so in having to be in control of what you say or what you do that it's exhausting and it, and also a lot of the time with people like that and no shame to anyone who has it because I've, I've had friends who who are on um, bipolar medication and it's helped a lot and they're amazing um but it's when it like I don't know with my mom if she has bipolar or borderline or something but being yeah. around her makes me question my reality and so I can't I can't question my reality and so um and I've a friend who got she got her medication she's amazing she's in you know she looks after herself she takes care of herself so I do believe that can happen but it's more for you, did you, you said that your brother sometimes doesn't take it.
0: Oh yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you have to want to get better. You have to mm-hmm. see that, like, you know, you, you want your life to improve. Cause you're right. There are people with bipolar and borderline that are like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to yeah. figure this out. And they take responsibility for their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, my brother has beautiful qualities. He's a great person when he's not manic and he's lovable and sweet and kind, all the good things. But He doesn't want to get better. He doesn't want to take those steps. He's too lazy to get better. It's easier to just be manic, yell at someone and go home. And that's something I cannot be around. And it sucks that my parents have to be around it. So I still am dealing with this, but having my boundaries and like pulling away a little bit from his life and just supporting from a distance when I can, that's what I do.
1: I wonder as well and oh my god listeners don't kill me for this but I wonder as well if a lot of it is okay so you have obviously mental health issues but then there's learned behavior as well so when you were in your manic modes you learn that you get the attention quicker when you're firing off you get you wear wear people down that they just say yeah do whatever you do so even when you get healthy is it easy to fall back into that actually if I just shout I'm gonna get what I want
0: so Mm -hmm. there might
1: there might be a bit of that as well I think um you know, and there's people who do not have mental health issues who do that. Who are just like, yeah. it's just like, uh, you know,
0: it is, it is. I, I agree, I agree. I think that my parents, um, you know, you don't know how to handle someone that's going to be this sick and who's going to be like, you know, you don't know when he's taking his meds. He thinks he can get off his meds. Um, I had a very serious conversation with him recently where I was like, look, there are you're not special because you have bipolar. My friends have bipolar. People I know have bipolar. That doesn't mean. You are, there's something in him where he thinks that like, because he's this sick, he can just like, like, he's such a victim and we have to see his pain all the time. And if we're not seeing his pain all the time, then that's not okay. That's unacceptable for him. So he tries to share that pain with us and it's not okay. And so I have to have conversations with him where I'm like, dude, my friends take pills. My friends take medication, take your medication, be a human. It's okay. It's okay that you have to take meds.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I think about it, I'm I'm thinking of more and more people that I know who take their meds and it's not their identity. They're like, I want to be healthy. I want to be. And and I can't imagine, though, another thing I was thinking, I saw this this post, uh, a tweet and it was a joke about like being manic and how um, like that high. But it made me I can't remember what the joke, but it made me think like it must be hard. The other side of it is it must be hard to feel a high that we've never felt naturally because we don't feel mania and then to to really it's like being an alcoholic they are f- f- technically alcoholics because they got to go okay no i can't they can't access this drug again or this this mania because maybe there is a thing of like wanting to feel that like high again that mania
0: it's euphoric for for him yeah because i've it's oh it really upsets my stomach <laughs> i think this is he definitely was a cause of my ibs like one of the causes oh, yeah. let's well, child-
1: trauma is ibs yeah.
0: yes for sure it was that. And so like, yeah, there's like, when he's manic, I know there's a part of him that's like, it's like a release. It's euphoric. I get it for sure. And um, it's so, it's like, you can, yeah, you can feel it, you know, cause he'll be so in, like not authentically happy. And you can, everyone can feel that. Or he'll be like, he'll be like, Sabine, it's so good to see you. And I'm like, oh no, no. This is so bad. And I'm like, and then it's like, now I have to react to this. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And he's like, I just, I like, I love you Sabine. Like you're the best. And I know this is shitty that I'm doing impression of him right now, but like, that's what it is. You have Mm -hmm. to, cause then I have to think about, is this going to turn into him crying? Is this going to turn into him shouting? Is this going to be him? Like, what is this going to lead to? And I have to think about it in that way. So it's, I can't trust it. And I'm like, what, what moves do I have to make? Do I have to call the police? Do I have to like, you don't know what to do. And, um, that mania, like I can see it. I can see that he he is enjoying it. And, um, I think that I, I just, I don't know anymore. It's just so much that it's hard for me to think about how he's going to get better, but I'm hoping that he sticks to his meds. Cause I think he has potential to get better, but yeah. We'll
1: see. And the main thing, it's not your responsibility. You know? It's not my
0: responsibility. Yeah. I checked in with my sister, I check in with my parents. I'm like, how's he doing? Things good. Okay. Yeah. I'm out.
1: And I think that's for any of the listeners, I think we put a lot of guilt and shame on us when it's families. But in the long run, you got to just put up, look after your mental health and put distance. I'm all for leave the country. Okay, you got to (laughs) go move, move away. Give yourself time and distance because also with anything, if it's a breakup, if it's a family breakup, if there's something going on in your life that is toxic, if it's a job, if it's a friend, once you end it and give yourself time and distance, it's until you're out of the the fog that you realize oh fuck that was toxic oh fuck that was bad oh shit i'm doing way better if you don't give yourself that those months or years space to kind of breathe and and then don't feel guilt because like it sounds like for you there was a lot of guilt a lot of thinking it was your responsibility when it was not at all and it's shit for him it is shit but that's life it's really some people and i i think god i feel so bad for people who've been given that dealt that hand especially with mental health but um but, people think know. the
0: person that's sick is the one that's only struggling, but it's like, think no. about the caregivers, think about the people around that have to be the punching bag and that want this person to get better and can't, and are like, you know, losing their minds, trying to support and give this person mm. the love and care that they need. But that person just isn't getting there. It is so, it, it just, it breaks you, uh,
1: and it can't be an excuse to hurt people. So, you know, people would say, oh, but it sounds like your mom was crazy. I'm like, that doesn't mean I had to have a CIA traumatic childhood um, and I am don't have to have her in my life anymore. And it's like or, you know, I saw one uh, so recently someone post about a thing being like, so they've been diagnosed with mental health issues, but and like the people who didn't stick by me, during you know, and it's like, I know that the people who didn't stick by this person was because. They were it was it was traumatic for them. And so you can't just say, oh, actually, it turns out I had mental health issues. It's like, yeah, that's shit. And that's great that you now know what was. But you still have to be like, I'm so sorry that I caused you you trauma or that I caused you drama. And I think like you look at alcoholics and I, I think alcoholism is a great um Uh, Analogy for any of these things because alcoholism is a disease. It can be inherited, and it technically is a mental health disease because it makes you do things or say things. I didn't think
0: about it like that, but you're yeah,
1: yeah, because it's more likely inherited. Um, it causes a lot of trauma for you. It causes people to maybe be emotionally or physically abusive that wouldn't be when they're sober. Um, and lose their their finances, their family, their friends. Anyway, when they get into an uh, AA an aa program it's very much like a a 12 step i believe and one of the steps is apologize to everybody you've hurt so even though you could you could say well i was i was i was drunk it's still like they gotta go and go look you know ownership now i know that the difference is someone could say they choose to drink but but there's been scientific things that say it can be inherited so they're more likely to just get addicted they have addictive personalities so those I think for people who, if you burn a house and then you find out, oh God, I had like, I had like mania, you still got to go, you still got to realize like, shit, that was bad. So that you take the meds and then you go, I'm so sorry, Sabine, I caused your childhood so much trauma. I'm going to take these meds. So you never have to go through that. So my future kids don't have to go through that. So your kids, when I'm Mm -hmm. an uncle. then that's the
0: thing is like, I I told exactly. I agree. It's like taking that responsibility of like, yeah, these were my actions, even though I didn't mean them to be, I'm working on myself it's hard to take responsibility for that kind of stuff it really
1: is yeah and of course as well like a listener could say oh well it's not their fault because they have like a wire mixed and we get that but there's a part where you come down and go shit I did all of that okay I gotta I gotta when you're in that part where you're like fuck okay like the way when an alcoholic gets sober and like okay shit I, I ran that car into that wall I gotta do something I gotta go to AA so I, I but and then the other side is I don't know I, I'll get a guest on at some stage maybe to talk about medication and mental health in general who has expertise in it because I knew know that there's the medication can cause like shakes and like all these things so we might just not be at a part in the world where they have great medication so hopefully that gets better as well with science and all of that so I do know there's that other aspect, right
0: exactly and I I, I do understand how hard it is but it's like you know my brother's had it for like over 10 years he's been this sick and so the fact that the medications aren't right he because that's what everyone's been saying but the thing is he's an adult man so it's like he's just not taking them and he confides in my cousin and tells him mom i'm I'm getting off my meds i'm gonna like try this and i'm gonna try that it's like
1: it's so hard
0: wonder life has been hell for my parents because you won't take your meds properly so it's like you know sometimes just being consistent with it is like the solution there and it's there's no shame in taking your meds
1: yeah (laughs) be consistent and like because i I, i've heard things where they're like oh i don't feel like myself but then i have my friend who's consistently taking hers for like six years and she's like fun and bubbly. And so yeah. I think the key, I think you're right, is maybe consistency or maybe trying different ones. But
0: yeah, you, I know you have to try a different concoction. It's different for everybody. I, I totally get that. And it does take time for, because sometimes like the right concoction, even if it's like the wrong one or whatever, it takes like six months for it to really kick in and settle into your system. So I get that it could take a few years to like figure it out, but you have to figure it out. Like you have to be able to communicate that with your therapist. Like this isn't working, yeah. this, that's right. You know?
1: And your brother has the privilege of being in a family that isn't poor and has health insurance and can afford. Uh, Yeah. So there's obviously, obviously when talking about this, this isn't covered for people who like, there's people who don't have even have the opportunity to get better or like they're on the streets and it's awful. So for people who are just living, that's another thing where they should be like, oh my God, I'm lucky to maybe like me, I'm in therapy now. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm lucky that I have this cheap health insurance that covers it for $15. But yeah, it's like, Mm -hmm. of course um before we leave can we do one quick advice thing just for the patreon this is amazing where can people follow you
0: oh on instagram that's where i, I am usually at sabine comedy i have a twitter i'm anxious to use it um <sighs> at sabine m sadiq i i post sometimes and then i delete things right away uh but yeah mostly on instagram okay.